Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. I want to talk about uh, the, the blessed life. How many people would like to live a blessed life? About half. Okay, we've got a bunch of Eeyores, Christchurch Eeyores, okay, like, no, I want to be sad and miserable. We'll try it again. How many people would like to live a blessed life? That's a few more. Now, next question, but harder. How many people think Jesus would like you to live a blessed life? Let's drop back to about half again. Uh, I, I think he, I, oh, the colors changed. That's good. I, um, I think that Jesus would like us to live a blessed life. But if you know enough about Jesus, you kind of know, I suspect there's kind of going to be an unexpected twist to how he thinks about that. You know, this is the guy that says, if you want to be first, be the last. If you want to be the greatest, be the least. If you want to be a leader, serve. So I expect there's, you know, this kingdom people talk about, it's upside down, back to front, around the other. I suspect that when Jesus kind of, I'm totally convinced he wants us to live a blessed life. I expect there to be something unexpected about that. And, uh, and there actually is. There is, a, there is a place that he taught about the blessed life that has something unexpected. It's, it's actually the one saying of Jesus that's not found in the Gospels. It's found in another part of the Bible. It's found in the book of Acts, if you put that up, uh, where Paul makes a speech uh, as he's, he's been ministering in Ephesus. He's about to leave. He knows that... Is that me sitting there? He knows that he's never going to see them again. He's poured himself into these people. So he's like, so this is his final kind of testimony. Is that me? Boom. No? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, And then, now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you inheritance. He's like, I'm committing you guys to God. And so, and then he says this. This is his testimony. Verse 33. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. Amazing testimony. He's like, this, my ministry among you has never been about what I could get from you. It has, I have never sought anything from you. And he goes on to say this. Verse 34, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. He's like, I decided that I would so much... I so much wanted this to be not about what I got from you that I would work to make this totally free for you. And and verse 35, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. He's like, this just wasn't some random thing. He's like, for me, this was a really important principle of the kingdom of God that I was trying to model for you. That, That actually it's about us working to be able to give to other people. And the reason why he believed this was this. This is where he says it. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, this is found nowhere else except for here, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You need to get that. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How many people want to live a blessed life? Well, according to Jesus, it's great to get blessing, but it's more blessed to give blessing. That one day when you stand before God, and you're not going to say, God, thank you for the great house, the great career, the great car, the great whatever. You're going to say, God, thank you for the people that you use me to touch their lives. 
Thank you for the people I got to invest into. Thank you the people who I got to transform their lives. Thank you that my life made a difference. I'm a blessed person, not for the blessing that I got, but for the blessing I gave. Not for the blessing that I received, but for the blessing I released. Not for the blessing that I took, but for the blessing I transferred. And I believe God wants to live, God wants a truly blessed life for us. But we need to understand that the truly blessed life is going to look like uh, how many people you get to bless. And, and so I want to kind of unpack this a bit tonight. There's, if you flick up the next one, there's a passage in Proverbs. It's a bit intense to try and figure out at five o'clock on a Sunday night. We'll see how we go. It's quite kind of condensed. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. It's like, okay, when, when we're kind of blessed and stuff, the city's going to be happy, and when the wicked perish, there's jubilation. It sounds a bit harsh, but that's what it is. It's like, okay, when, 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 people, when it goes well with people whose hearts are right, the city's going to rejoice. So it's great to be blessed. But then verse 11, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. Is that like, that's actually ambiguous in English. It's like, is, it, is the city exalted by how much you get blessed? No, that's not what it means, because if you look at the contrast in the final verse, it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. It's not about what's coming into those people, it's what's coming out of them. The city is exalted not by the fact that you are blessed. The city is exalted because you choose to release the blessing of God into this community. God has a plan to bless Christchurch, and it's not going to fall from heaven. It's going to be released out of your life. And Christchurch... According to this, will stand or fall by the extent to which you release the blessing of God into your world. Your family will be exalted because you choose to bless. Your workplace will be exalted because you choose to bless. Your school will be exalted because you choose to bless. By the blessing of the upright, the city gets exalted. Come on, you have the power to shift something in your world if you'll choose to release blessing. If you flick up the next one, I want to show you this is a theme. That goes right throughout Scripture. And, and, it, and it is great to be blessed, but it's more blessed to give. But there is an order to this. So if, if you see, if you know this, John chapter 4, Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. The water I give them will become in him a fountain of water springing up to everlasting life. i got great news for you. If you're tired, if you're thirsty, if you're weary, come to Jesus. He's going to bless you. You're going to find a spring of living water welling up inside. You're going to be blessed. You can walk out of here tonight more blessed than you came in because God wants to put something in you. But three chapters later, he takes it to the next level. Flick up John chapter 7. He says this. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, his scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow out from within him. This is not just like a well of water that satisfies your soul. This is a river of living water that satisfies a whole lot of people. It's like wherever you go into, living water of blessing flows into people's lives. It's like, how blessed is that going to be when your life just carries blessing wherever you go? Uh, Look up the next one. He says an interesting thing in here. He says, as the scriptures had said. So people are like, what What scriptures? And basically, there's only one scripture he can be referring to. If you go to the next one, it's Ezekiel 47, this vision. 
where if you know the story, he sees a vision of the temple of God and water coming out from the temple. Come on, the vision. Uh, oh, just flick on the next one for a minute. What's the temple of God? You are the temple of God. The dream, the ultimate hope, the ultimate blessing is not that living water is going to flow into you. The dream is such a river of blessing is going to flow out of you that is going to bring blessing wherever it goes. And uh, if you flick up the next one, uh, the whole point of this vision is that just, he sees, if you know the story, it's a river, it starts ankle deep, and then it gets to knee deep, and then waist deep, and then it's too deep to swim in. And uh, it's interesting, the ne- if you flick the next one, the angel says this, son of man, do you see this? It's like, what do you mean? Of course, I, you just showed me. He's like, no, no, do you really get this? Do you really get it? Because because it's an exponentially, supernaturally grow, r- growing river of blessing. Do you really get that you're going to bless someone, and because of the blessing that touches them, they're going to bless two people, and because of the blessing, they're going to bless more people. And there is going to come out of your life an exponentially increased river of blessing. And that's the truly blessed life. Not what flows into you, but what flows out of you. Uh, and if you flick up the next one, basically he unpacks it all as this river and where it flows, all the stuff happens. But the bottom line is the bottom line of this. So wherever the river flows, everything lives. Oh my goodness, imagine that. Wherever you go, things come to life. People who are living in darkness find hope. People who are living in despair find purpose. People who don't know what they're going to do with their lives just find dignity. Just life happens in your school. Life happens because of the things that you say in your family. Life happens. Relationships are reconciled. People come back together because life is flowing out of you. It's like wherever you go, things are coming to life. That's the blessed life according to Jesus. Uh, Flick up the next one. Um, I want to show you, this is, this is a principle that goes right throughout Scripture. Back in Abraham, God comes to Abraham. Abraham, I am going to bless you. Great, how good is that? I want to be blessed. But then it goes down, and from that, down the bottom, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Yeah, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, but the greater blessing is a whole lot of people are going to be blessed through you. Like, yeah, I want to be blessed, but I want a whole lot of people to be blessed through my life. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm after. That's the real blessing. So significant, he actually repeats it if you go to the next one. Genesis 22, I think it is. Angel of the Lord called to Abraham, I will surely bless you. Like, there is no doubt, Abraham, I have decided I'm going to bless you. But the reason for that is down the bottom again, through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Abraham, you have no idea how big this thing is going. You have no idea the scale of how much I want to release blessings through your life. Uh, gets repeated to the next generation, and the next one to uh, son Isaac. Flick up the next one. Says, uh, stay in this land, for I will be, and I will bless you. And then down the bottom again, and all nations on earth will be blessed. It's like, there's this principle, I'm going to bless you, and a whole lot of people are going to get blessed through you. I'm going to bless you, and a whole lot of people are going to get blessed through you. I'm going to bless you. A whole lot of people are going to get blessed through you. And the book of Genesis finishes with this account of the story of Joseph. And if you, flip, if you want to know, understand the significance, Joseph is the, is the model of this happening. 
If you know the story, when Joseph's young, look up the next one, he has this dream, and he sees everything kind of bowing down, and his brother's down the bottom, verse 8, do you intend to reign over us? He's like, I'm going to be the man. I'm going to be so blessed, everyone's going to bow down to me. Like, yes, I'm a blessed man. And then if you know, the next 10 years are hell for him. And he's like, he gets sold into slavery, he goes into prison and stuff. And then he finally gets exalted. He becomes the prime minister of the world empire of that time. And his brothers don't recognize him. And one day they come and they literally bow down in front of him. This prophecy gets fulfilled. But heals the deal. By the time it's happened, he realizes it was never about that. This is what he says, if you flick up the next one. Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me, I'm your brother Joseph, verse 5, don't be distressed, don't be angry with yourselves for selling me here this, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Two years now there's been famine, the next five years will be no plowing and reaping, verse 7, but God sent me ahead of, notice the word you, God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives. Do you get this? He's like, this was never about me. God had to position me so that I could be positioned to bless a whole lot of people, but it wasn't about my position. It was about the blessing I got to release from that position. And it's like, oh my goodness, God wants to take your life and position you. But that's not the blessing. The blessing is the people who get blessed because now you have the possibility. If you work hard and become a teacher, you get to bless a class of maybe 30 kids. Get promoted to be a principal, it just means you get to bless now 700 kids or something. It's never about your position. It's never about status. It's about the possibility of blessing more people. God wants to position you to bless a whole lot more people. Uh, flick up the next one. He, um, is, uh, after his dad dies, his brothers are like, nah, he's just faking this. We don't trust it. He doesn't really believe this. Joseph's like, I really believe this. This is what he said. Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but this, but God intended it for good. What was the good? The good was not now about having people bow down to me. That's irrelevant. The good... What is now being done, the saving of many lives. Oh man, if you could get it that your life is not about blessing to position you just to soak up a whole lot of nice things. It's about positioning you to see a whole lot of blessing go out of your life. God wants to use your life in unexpected, unexplained, unprecedented ways to usher his blessing into your world. God's going to blow your mind with what he's going to do with this. Flick up the next one. Um, there's a whole psalm that reflects on this. You all right? Five o'clock? There's a whole psalm. He's this. this is what he, and it's like, this is a cool verse. It's like, you've got to read this slowly. May God be gracious, say, to me, and bless me and make his face shine upon me. And there's this poor Sila, which because I just pause, just sit with that for a moment. Like, what would that be like? God, may you be gracious to me. May you bless me. May you make it like, how cool will that? I'm gonna be the most blessed person in the world. He's like, you got that? He's like, the psalmist's like, you got that? Okay, you right? Yeah, I got that, I got that. This is so cool. And then he and then he then next one he goes like this. Next one. It's coming, next one. 
so that your ways may be known. There's a so that to the blessing of God. God, may you bless me so that a whole lot of other people. God, I need your grace in my life so that I can give it out to a whole lot more people. God, I need your face to shine so that I got more to give tomorrow. God, I need, I need an encounter with you at the 5 p.m. so that tomorrow morning I can walk into my world and unleash a whole lot of blessing. Come on, there's a so that to blessing. And now the psalmist is so excited, he just kind of goes a bit crazy if you go on the next one. He's like, he just, he, may the peoples praise you, may all the peoples praise you, may the nations be glad and sing for joy, may the peoples, it's like, I just want to get a whole lot of blessing flowing out of me. I want to see a whole lot of people blessed and touched. And then the psalm concludes, similar way if you go to the next one. Verse 7, it's like, yeah, God, may you bless us still so that the ends of the earth will acknowledge him. Come on, there's got to be a so that to your life. Come on, I need a fresh encounter with you, God, so that I've got something to give. God, I need a refreshing from you today so that I can be a blessing to my kids. I need a touch with you so that I can be a blessing into my marriage tomorrow. God, I need a fresh revelation so that I can carry your presence into my workplace tomorrow. God, I need, I need a revelation of you inside tonight so that I have something to give away tomorrow. There's a so that to the blessed life. I need to be blessed so that I can be a blessing. Come on, tonight, some of you like, you just need a fresh encounter so that you're not running on empty tomorrow, so that you've got something to give tomorrow. Flick up the next one. How, here we go. Jesus, see, Jesus is this. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's about the impact that you have. You, have an, you don't yet understand the potential impact that you can have. Everything that God does in your life is a so that. The flavor of your world changes. There's less darkness in your world. There's less blandness in your world. God wants to touch you so that you can be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Flick up the next one. Next one. So saying, you're blessed to be a blessing. Anyone heard that? Is a slightly more contemporary way of saying that. Next one. It's not about you. <laughs> Actually, I think that top line's not quite right. It's kind of Old Testament. The actual truth, according to Jesus, you're blessed by being a blessing. Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. I'm blessed because I get to be a blessing tomorrow morning. I'm blessed because of the blessing that's flowing through my... I'm blessed because my life mattered and my life made a difference to a whole lot of people. Um, how do you do this? Flick up next. I just want to briefly show you a, a few things. The first one is this. It, the contrast, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. It's overthrown by the mouth of the work. How are you going to be a blessing? How are you going to be a blessing? The first thing is what comes out of your mouth. What about tomorrow morning you speak blessing into your world? You speak blessing over your kids. You speak blessing over your home. You speak blessing over your school. You know, if you flick up the next one, there's this great blessing uh, in uh, numbers that the priests were supposed to put on Israel. And we often, Pastor Bruce is really good at ministering this. And you know what it feels like to stand under this and have someone speak this over. The Lord bless you. 
You know, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. How many people like the feel? I love that when, someone, when someone's ministering there. But here's the deal. If you look at oh the top, it was given to the priest. You're the priest. It's one thing blessed to stand under that. It's next level that you carry that and you speak that into people's lives. You walk up to them and say, the God bless you. Come on, God look, God's going to look after you today. He's going to keep you. I don't know what you're going through, but God's got it. You know, God make his face, God's going to make his face shine upon you. He likes you. He's got a big smile on his face when he thinks about you. You know, he's going to be gracious to you. He's going to put his weight behind what you're trying to do in life. He's going to, he's going to turn his face towards you. He, you've got the attention of heaven. And he's going to give you peace and wholeness. Man, you get to carry that blessing, not just receive that. You get to usher that into your world. You know, I love how it finishes. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. God's like, if you will say the words, I'll come in behind and back them up. If you'll say it, I'll do it. If you would choose to speak blessing into your world, I will put the weight of blessing in there. Man, just think about what you're going to say tomorrow. That's going to be a blessing. But then, so what we say is one level. Flick up the next one. Next level is this. The context of the salt and the, and the light of the world down the bottom is verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Just do some nice things for people. Just do some random acts of kindness. And you're going to bless people. You know, it was interesting. I, I don't think it was a publicity stunt. Just, you know, just in the middle of all the shooting stuff. A few months ago, there was a thing in the media someone had spotted Jacinda Ardern at the, at the supermarket, and she paid for the person's groceries in front of her. It's like, in an environment of kind of hatred and violence, we just got to dial up the kindness a bit. We just got to do some random acts of kindness. We just got to release some blessing into our world. So I can speak blessing, but you know, what about, what about I shout my workplace donuts or custard squares tomorrow? What about I, we organize pizza for our classroom? What about we just do some dumb, nice things just to put a smile on people's faces, just to be a blessing? Because it's more blessed to give than to receive. So I can, I can speak blessing. I can do deeds of kindness that are a blessing. But if you flick up the next one, there's another, there's another level to this. This is the letter that uh, Jeremiah wrote to the exiles in Babylon. So verse 5, build houses, settle down, uh, marry. But verse 7, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. It's like, it's like okay, and my class, I, could, I could shout pizza for my class, but I could look at, I could identify the students who are struggling and I could go, what about we organize an after school study program? Because I reckon we could have the highest pass rate that's ever been in the school before. So I can, I've gone beyond speaking blessing to doing an, random acts of kindness to seeking the peace and the flourishing of my world. Again, at work, I can shout everyone custard squares. Or I could be going, I'm going to, how can we get more contracts so these guys' jobs are secure, so their families know where their money's coming from, so their wives aren't scared about their mortgage payments? 
See, I've gone from speaking blessing to random kind. Now I'm seeking the flourishing of my world. And it's like, come on, how could you cause your world to flourish? How could you cause your world? And here's a little tip for you if you flick up the next one. We need to, we need to rethink what blessing looks Blessing is not like Harley Davidson or Zormatsarati's falling out of heaven or winning lotto tickets. If you look how blessing works, if you go back to Genesis 1, God, it's like God spots the seeds of potential and he speaks life into them. Be fruitful, multiply, increase. When I was a young teenager, I remember one of the few sermons I remember from a pastor saying, people sometimes think they're spiritual if they can identify the problems. He's like, anyone can identify the problems. The spiritual person sees the gold in the midst of the mud and speaks blessing to it and calls it out. The spiritual person sees the seed of potential in the midst of the dirt and calls it out. Come on, look for the possibilities, look for the potential and speak into that, call it out, see it grow, see it increase, see it turn your world around. Come on, you're called to be an agent of blessing. Uh, If that sounds too hard, flick up the next one. If you can speak blessing, you can do random acts of kindness, you can seek the flourishing, but the letter says pray. It's Pastor Tico, just pray. Supernatural change. Come on, I'm, I'm speaking it, I'm doing nice things, but I'm praying for my workplace, I'm praying for my family, I'm praying for my community. God, I'm praying for blessing in this place. I'm praying for something to shift. Uh, Flick up the next one. So a few ideas of what to do. Next one. We're going back. Next one. One of the, you know, one of the way, one of the things that I love is this. God's blessing doesn't just fall from heaven, like I said. It flows through us. And, and, and it's like, and there's this concept in the New Testament. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Like, how does, how does blessing and grace work at church? Well, the people with the gift of hospitality are on the door, and as soon as you see them, they give you a big smile and give you a big hug, and you just feel blessed. And then the people with the serving gift have got everything organized, and you think, this is awesome, and you feel blessed. And then the people with a worship gift lead us in worship, and you feel blessed. The people with kind of prophetic gifts speak words of encouragement, and feel you're bombarded by grace. But here's the point. You are the channel of some dimension of God's grace into your world. I just got, I got to know how God flows through me, and I just want to grow that and steward that because I want to unleash the blessing of God into my world. I want to see something shift. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. I want to know how God works through me, not just how God comes to me. One of the greatest things you can, questions you can answer in life is how has God gifted you with what grace to release into your world? How are people blessed through your life? There'll be a pattern to it. Okay, so we can speak blessing. We can do random acts of kindness. We can seek the flourishing of our city. We can pray for our city. We can steward the gifts on our life. Man, there's a whole lot of ways we can bless. But I reckon there's a key that unlocks this. If you flick up the next one. This is what Paul says about giving. He supplies seed to the sower, bread for the Bread for food will supply and increase your store of seed, will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Verse 11, you will be enriched in every way. Got that? You will be enriched in every way. Like you're going to be blessed. And so that, notice there's a so that. 
You're going to be enriched so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result. I reckon there's a tipping point for this. There's a, that it's a spirit of generosity. It's like, God, you know what? God, I actually want more blessing in my life, so I've got more to give. God, my biggest frustration, I come across great needs that I would love to give into, and I don't have any money left <laughs> to give. God, I want some more money in my bank account, so I got more to give. God, I want more encouragement in my life, so I got more to give away. God, I want more time to serve so that I can serve more people. God, I'm looking for my life to be enriched so that I can be generous and give a whole lot of good things, and a whole lot of people are going to be blessed through my life and by my life. And it's like, I reckon that's the key that unlocks this whole thing, a spirit of generosity. My life is measured not by the blessing that comes to me, but by the blessing that flows through me. Once you get that, something is unlocked. Something is unlocked. Look up the next one. Next one. Has that gone back? We, um, 20 years ago, Kristen and I lived in this kind of really difficult place of conflict um, in the southern Philippines, into religious conflict and basically civil war and stuff. I was where I was like, it was almost impossible to do anything there. And we're like, what are we going to do here? It's good timing, guys. And um, and uh, and a couple from us, uh, one of the other missionaries, went to this conference in Singapore, and they came back and said, we've heard this guy that's given the strategy of how to do mission, and, and I think it could work here like the most difficult situation we've ever lived in. And it was this real simple strategy. He said this, do you know what our first calling is? We're called to be a blessing. It was so liberating. Every situation I walk into, I have one mandate, be a blessing. Just be a blessing. That's my only question. How am I going to be a blessing in this world today? I'm going to be a blessing. And then he said, from that, then I just build relationship with people. Start connecting with them. I start having coffee with them, chatting, getting to know people. Because out of a heart of blessing, I just want to get to know people. And people from whatever background, we can just connect because I'm here to bless you. I just want you to be blessed. And so we just build relationship. And from there, I become aware of people's felt needs. And it's like, Christine, um, was talking to a young woman who was worried about birth. Uh, she's pregnant and worried about the birth and just saying, hey, we believe that we can pray to Jesus and he'll look after you. She's a Muslim lady. And it's like, oh, that'd be great, thanks. And the birth goes well and Christine's able to go, yeah, I told you I'd pray for you. It's just like, it's just start to minister into the needs that I encounter as I've walked in seeking to be a blessing. And as I've built relationship, and I have a chance to minister and show something of the great goodness of God. And then as a final step, I explain the Jesus behind all of this. Hey, yeah, because we believe he's a good God and he's for you. And so it was so liberating to go, my fundamental calling in life is to be a blessing. In my family, in my class, in my community, in my, I'm just called to be a blessing. I'm just called to be a blessing. And when I, when I get that attitude, God is going to release such a flow of blessing through my life that one day I'm going to stand before God and I'm going to say, thank you, God, that you made my life count 
for so many people's lives. Thank you that I got to be a blessing. Thank you that I got to be a blessing. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 